Welcome to Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. I'm your host, Jared Huff, and I'm here to explore and share the complexities of our work and to let you know you are not alone. Before we start, though, please follow this podcast and share episodes with others. You can find me on my website, www.jarekhuff.com, where you can find links to my social media and where I share information and tips for educators. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey team, welcome to another episode of Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. And I wanted to actually talk about your school's organizational chart because your staff knowing the organizational chart is essential. Your organizational chart shows the hierarchy or the chain of commands for your school. And this kind of shows your staff, you know, who has what role, what their responsibilities are, and it kind of illustrates who each person talks to. So like if you're a director, everyone knows that the assistant director reports to you, then maybe um, a coordinator reports to the assistant director, maybe just, you know, weird stuff. And then there's maybe the front office staff. Um, then your lead teachers may report to your assistant director, then your assistant teacher or maybe front office staff. It can go many ways. But also, who does your director report to? Your director may report to a regional director or um, some other senior official, VP of operations or something of that nature. Then who does that person report to? Either way, it's essential for everyone to know who everyone kind of works with and where they kind of get advice from, where they go, how the system goes down, all the way from the assistant teacher or the volunteer to the owner. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because we had a situation at one of my schools today and it actually caused me to do some reflection. And anyone that knows me knows how I feel about reflection. It's an awesome thing. You actually have to think about it. So I'm going to tell you the situation um, in a way where I don't say anyone's name and I'm kind of giving you the gist of the situation. So we have a corporate member of our team who is an awesome educator. They are amazing. They're great. And they were in a school coaching and doing some things today. So they're at one of our locations in our school. Well, we have a new staff member who quite doesn't know everybody, where everything fits. And the corporate member noticed something that the staff member was not doing. The conversation was a coaching one. Hey, just so you know, you need to be doing this. This is what needs to happen. (sighs) Yeah. So the conversation went from the staff member to the corporate member, something along the lines of, I don't have to um, have conversations with you. I don't have to report to you. You don't sign my check. You don't pay me. Oh, and by the way, you need to go back in there with them kids. (sighs) Yo. (laughs) I'm not laughing because it's funny, first off. I'm laughing because it's awkward. Okay, it is slightly funny, though, because that's a really good clapback. But I'm laughing because it's awkward. And when I was informed of the situation, um, two things came to my mind. The first one was, I think it's the obvious that we all can kind of 
have an understanding unilaterally is that it just was rude. It was disrespectful. It was tasteless. It was tacky. The chicanery that fell out of the orifice of her mouth was unnecessary. I think we all can agree on that. That is no way to speak to, first off, anyone, no matter what their job is, no matter what they're doing, it's just unacceptable. And it's kind of obvious that this person, whether you knew what her ex exact title was or not, that she was some form of leadership because you've seen her several times. It wasn't like, oh my God, this is the first time you've seen her. You've seen her in the building several times. She didn't have on a uniform, so she was in professional dress talking to other staff members. So that was kind of an indication of somewhat importance or leadership. But the other thing that came to my mind was, did we as a team not inform people enough of who staff members and the kind of the organizational chart that I'm referring to? Sometimes I think it's lost where we just assume somebody's going to figure it out or we may have told them, but so much stuff happens when people first start working that it can be a lot. And it made me really think about, you know, did we drop the ball somewhere? Because about a week ago, I had a conversation. Well, I was actually in an orientation and I was helping with an orientation with new staff. And we all go over, um, we all introduce ourselves and our roles and what we do. So everyone's doing it. And then it gets to me and I'm like, hi, my name is Jared Huff. I go over my 20 odd years in education. And then I mention my job title. And then one of the teachers says, oh, it's nice to know that's your title. I didn't know that. I just knew you were the guy that came in and we just made sure everything was right. So. That said several things to me. One, thank you that you knew to get your shit right and tight when I came in because you knew I didn't play. But but seriously, it said, okay, maybe we're not connecting the dots for people. And then this situation happened today and it made me go, okay, we're really not connecting the dots. So something needs to happen which made me start working on an organizational chart for everyone so they kind of know how the situation works and how things go. I'm kind of knowing like where HR fits in, like they need to, something's not connecting somewhere, it said to me. And going back to that situation, it was rude. Like I said, there's, there's no excuse for that. I'm not going to justify it. It was rude as hell. It really was. And I'm not put in those situations now. I will say that I, I haven't been in a situation where I've had to deal with that because the universe just knows don't put. Well, you know what? Who I am now today, I can handle situation and clapbacks like that. But who I was 10 years ago, because all leaders, we have a journey. We all have a different path and our path takes us to new places and who I am now I could have handled that, but who I was 10 years ago would have been a whole different conversation than the mature conversation that actually happened today. And I think that's something that we kind of need to do better to make sure people know who is what, what they do in their roles, and not just, like I said, from a, uh, I'm this person and from a respect point, 
I think more from a this is what this person does so that you're aware because sometimes you want to go to certain people for certain things too I think like with an organizational chart let's say I am a let's say I'm an assistant director and I my goal at the end today at the end is to maybe be um, director of operations or something like that within the company I would look at the organizational chart and say huh how do I get there let me have a conversation with other people between me and that person including that person who has the job that I want and just talk to them how did you get here what was your journey you know what am I doing now that can help me prepare for later to get there and you kind of put it in the back of people's mind when you have those conversations so they don't forget. To me, that's really important. And I think organizational charts do that. So it, like I said, it's not just about who people just report to, but it's also about, hey, I see you. And how did you get there? Maybe we can all help each other. I'm not sure, but I will say, if you know someone that probably needs to hear this, send this episode to them. And on that note, we'll be right back. We all want our schools or programs to be the best. And although every school is different, all successful programs have the same fundamentals. Best Practices for High Quality Preschool, After School, and Enrichment Programs by Jarek Huff share standards to foster a high quality program. These tips will help you put your best service forward, focusing on your children, families, and communities. Best Practices for High Quality Preschool, After School, and Enrichment Programs by Jarek Huff is available on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. Welcome back. Do you know your school's culture and climate? Two words that are thrown around all the time, but I don't know if people actually know what they mean and how impactful that is. And your school culture refers to the shared beliefs and expectations the norms within your business organization school whatever you want to say it's kind of the, the way things are the way things are done it's the this is how we are whether you could be a school where when someone walks in everyone speaks and everyone says hello and how are you and you can feel the vibe and it's great or it can be a culture where people just walk in and it's just like, oh, hey, see you, all right, whatever. Either way, hopefully it's not the latter. It, that's kind of what your school culture is. Now, your school climate represents kind of the staff perceptions, um, the impacts of the work environment, kind of what leadership does, and they kind of play on each other. So your school climate could be, you know, decisions that the leaders are making that's going to affect everyone it's more of what's happening at the moment where your culture can kind of be what has happened in the past so if that's an easier way to just to kind of describe both of them and i say the reason why i think it's important is because each school has its own culture and climate and it is unique it is there are no two schools that are the same um, even within the same company, none are the same. I can say at my schools, each of them are different. Um, we're all in the same city, but they are uniquely different. We are the same company, we have the same curriculum, but it's different because the director is the person that creates 
you know, for each school, the values, the goals, the um, attitudes, the practices, the director sets the tone, but also the demographics of the school as well. The parents, the community, all of those things influence. And if you are new to a school or are, or if you um, are trying to understand the school, you have to know those things first. You have to understand what the culture is before you can start to impact the climate. Even within different areas that are kind of the same. So I used to work for a company where I worked at one school in one suburb and I had to go to another school. I was transferred to another school in another suburb, but it was in the same city. And even though they both were suburbs, they were um, in two different sides of town, but they were considered affluent areas, they were still different. The clientele was different. The parents' needs were different. Everything about them was different. And if people not realizing that, they would say, oh, this is just like so-and-so. And from the outside, yes. But once you actually got into it, the teachers were different. The, the experiences were different, which technically everybody's experience is different. But as a whole, I'll say one was more... Um, always say the parent I would tell families the difference is one of the schools the parents knew the value of a dollar where they expected they expected a lot from the school they expected a whole um, they how can I say it whatever they pay for they wanted to get back and then another school that was in the other suburb they were very I just want to drop my kid off because I have other things to do and it's not of a high priority. They, they were completely different. They really were, but no two schools are the same. And I want people to realize that even if it's a company, if it's a larger company that has, you know, 16 schools in one city, it happens. All of them are going to be different and you have to come with a different mindset and know that. And you have to somewhat accept them for who they are. Now, I'm not saying accept the bad things. You just have to acknowledge the things that aren't well so that you can improve on those things. And then you also acknowledge what's going well and what works for them. You have to kind of do the entire thing to see, you know, how that school is working, what the culture is, and then how are you going to impact the climate going forward. So... If you, as always, know someone that needs to hear that as well, send them this episode. But I want you all to have an amazing week. I want you all to think about your organizational chart and what's being communicated to your staff so they know who to go to for what things, so they know who everybody is within the building. Even the people that are outside of the building, they still should know to say, oh, this person does this and oh, this person does that. And maybe I can have a word with this person to help me understand this. Um, it's a community and we all should know that within our work um, situations. And then also look at the culture of your school. What is that like? And how are you impacting the climate of that? How is that affecting the other? Because they both work hand in hand. So think about those things for the week. And other than that, I'll see you guys next week. That's it for today. If you like this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating, review, and subscribe to the show. 
I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website, which is in the show notes to contact me. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and speak to you all soon.